0: All right, welcome into another edition of the Rocky Top Talk podcast. I am your host Terry Lambert, joined as always by my fellow writer Evan Winter. Evan, how are you doing tonight?
1: Man, good as always. It's a Wednesday, but it's a different kind of Wednesday, so I'm doing well. <laughs> That's
0: good to hear. We got uh, we got a lot of talk, to talk about tonight, uh, especially in the basketball front. So interesting time in the off season where you know a lot of uncertainty around the program. At least next year, I think we all agree they're in good hands, but a lot to talk about, a lot to digest here. So before we do that, remind you, we write for rockytoptalk.com. Check there daily, wake up, go there in the morning, uh, get all of your latest Tennessee news. We'll have the site up to date there uh, every day. So for all the late breaking news, head over there. All right, we're going to start with a new commitment uh, for the Tennessee basketball program, kind of out of left field, not the guy that I was expecting uh, to hear uh, a couple days ago, but Olivier Robinson-Kamwa, a four-star power forward prospect out of Maryland, I believe, Uh, came from overseas, uh, a guy that broke his leg his junior season, lost his junior season, uh... came back strong his senior year uh... you know wasn't on my radar Uh, i don't think he was on a lot of people's radars uh... which is why he was so far down in the recruiting rankings uh... you know rick barnes has had success with guys like this uh... this guy was rated as the four hundredth overall player uh... just a few weeks back and now suddenly he's up to a hundred and ten he's a four-star prospect according to twenty four seven sports so uh, you know what it what it does is, in my opinion, it, it fills the the shoes of Derek Walker, who announced that he was entering the transfer portal. Uh, I, I don't think there's any chance of him coming back now uh, with this new commitment. So, obviously, still waiting on the decision of Grant Williams, still waiting on Jordan Bone, guys like that to fill out this roster. Uh, but at, at the very least. Uh, Robinson's Kamwa a, a, at least fills uh, an immediate need on this roster.
1: Yeah, man, and hey, he's finished, so maybe he's gonna hook up That's right. somewhere. So, <laughs> I mean, um, no, I, I really like the get, Um if, I, I don't know exactly how Rick Barnes plans to use him. I haven't watched him play, obviously, but feels like he could stand to add a little bit of weight, maybe like ten pounds. Derek Walker, six eight two thirty six, he's six eight two ten, so. Uh, Robinson Kamala is, that is, so I'd like to maybe see him put on a little bit of weight, but other than that, man, you got to like the fact that they, they're getting a, a good, that's a guy with good size, um, can obviously be a force down low, and hopefully find a role in this offense pretty soon, if if and when he gets here.
0: Yeah, and it may seem like it was a little bit out of left field, but I mean, this guy had offers from, from Illinois, Pittsburgh, and Maryland, he had some power five interests, so uh, it, this wasn't like a, a knee-jerk, uh, panic-type take by Barnes and the staff. Uh, Kim English is, is from up there, uh, the new Tennessee assistant. He probably had something to do with it, and that might have tipped the scales. But uh, this guy was under wraps, uh, and, and Tennessee uh, came in and, and fills a need. So that, that becomes your, your fourth big, assuming Grant stays in, which we're going to talk about a, a little bit later. But. Um, John Falkerson, DJ Burns, Zach Kent, and, and now Robinson uh, Kamwa uh, are, are your four bigs. Assuming Grant stays uh, or it, it departs, excuse me. Um, that's that's a little concerning. You know, I, I know we're excited about the upside of this kid, but like you said, needs to add some weight. Probably a year away, if not a little more. You know, we've seen Kent sit on the bench. We haven't seen a lot out of him. We've seen nothing out of DJ Burns. So, just so much. Uh, so much missing from, from this team, especially in the low post. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, what Rick Barnes and the staff does. Uh, I think they still need to entertain the idea of adding a grad transfer. Uh, I, I think that would would take some of the load off of those guys that are that are really inexperienced. So, uh, I mean, if you go in next year with Fulkerson and, and DJ Burns as you're starting four and five, how are you going to feel about that?
1: Not good. Not good at all? No, not good at all. Um, You make very valid points on all those cases, and uh, yeah, they need to they need to find an answer. They need to find an answer quick. Um, You know, obviously, if Grant stays, then that'll help tremendously. But yeah, you're right. I I really think they do need to bring in a grad transfer as well because, like you said, it would help with the youngsters, and uh, maybe they can find not necessarily the same type of player, but um, you know, Kentucky like a Travis type deal like they had last year.
0: Yeah, and, and a name that's been floating around is Kerry Blackshear Jr. from Virginia Tech. Guy's really good. He was a star last year in, at Virginia Tech.
1: Yeah, I remember his name. I remember him a couple times.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's departed the program now that Buzz Williams has left for Texas A&M. Uh, yeah, he's got a he's got a handful of offers. Tennessee was mentioned as a dark horse, I think, on a rival site. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on going forward. He has declared for the draft as well. Uh, he could always come back to college and and pick a new school, so keep that in the back of your mind uh other other recruiting news Jalen Cohn, the four star point guard, officially reclassified to the twenty nineteen class Tennessee was one of the the first few to offer him that option uh five eleven point guard really quick can shoot it uh really offensively gifted so uh, he's announced that he's going to be a part of this upcoming class. He can play college basketball this upcoming fall. Uh, it's looking like it's a Virginia Tech lean right now. But, again, as we saw with with Josiah James back last fall, the five-star guard that committed to Tennessee, all of the crystal ball, balls were pointing to Clemson. So uh, don't take it to the bank quite yet. But it's an interesting situation because you, you offer Cone – uh the chance to to take some of bone's minutes assuming he stays in the draft if he commits that pretty much to me puts the nail in in the door of bone coming back to tennessee if he doesn't uh that that leaves the door open for bone i i think that's how i'm reading it how are you reading it evan
1: yeah i can get along with that i mean it would be nice to have uh <laughs> a- him on the bench so as depth behind you know Bowman and Turner but I highly you say he's a five-star right or is he
0: a four-star? He's a four-star he's the 100th ranked player in the 2019 class They just re-ranked him today.
1: Yeah it's hard for me to see a four-star player um, becoming the third option on team you know I'm not saying he wouldn't beat out Lamonte uh, in you know uh, in the offseason or anything like that but it's hard for me to see um, a four-star player going and being possibly the third option on a team when he goes start somewhere else. Especially at a good team like Virginia Tech, who we don't know is the exact direction they're going to go in after Buzz Williams, but no matter where they go, Cone is going to be a big part of that. So, yeah, I have to be on board with you on that one. I'm not really going to put up a fight with you right there.
0: Yeah, and Cone would have a chance. Everybody left Virginia Tech, it seems. They, they lost a lot yeah. off that roster, so he would have a chance to step in from day one. Uh, and, and really be a difference maker you know if he came to Tennessee uh you know he'd have to let turner graduate for sure but then he'd have to start him spot lockdown so i don't think anyone's going to blame him for going to virginia tech it might be the, the the better uh immediate fit for him but uh regardless we'll find out on thursday he's set to commit on thursday afternoon uh, that'll that'll kind of tell us where tennessee's recruiting class is heading uh, it, it just feels like we're they're going to have to add one more guy, and, and we'll get into that coming up after this break, but uh, it, it all comes down to Grant and, and Jordan Bone and, and what they decide to do in the NBA draft. So coming up after this break, we're going to dive into those two decisions a little bit. All right, so Grant Williams, Jordan Bone, uh, they have declared. Uh, it's been a few weeks now. They're they're going through the process now. They've got till the end of the month. I believe May 29th ninth is the the date uh, yep. to officially withdraw. Uh, so the, it, obviously, huge implications. They both come back. Tennessee's a, a national title contender. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Uh, if they both leave. Um, Tennessee might not make the NCAA tournament. I, I think it's that dramatic of a fall-off.
1: Contender. They're a seller contender. I,
0: I, don't, I don't think so. I, you know, we, we can debate that after, I guess, next month. But right. uh, just looking at this roster, man, it, it's it's pretty rough. But yeah. anyways, I, would you blame Grant Williams if he went to the NBA?
1: Not one bit. I mean, this is your chance. This is your opportunity. Um, I know we've talked about it a lot in the chat. I still think he has room to improve, and I still think he could work himself into the top 15 of the NBA draft if he really did what he was supposed to do and really showed improvement in the areas that he needed to. I mean, he's just that good, uh, but he's got to develop that outside shot, you know, blah, 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 blah. We've talked about all that stuff already. Um, But you can't blame him at the same time if he goes now and, is able to buy some time early on going in as you know a late round first pick or a second round pick you know wherever he wherever he goes, um, but I wouldn't blame him though. At the same time though, as on the fan side of me, I would hate to see him go, and I hope he stays.
0: So just just looking around the mock drafts, um, it's pretty obvious that he's a, a late first uh, consensus pick. Uh, and, and if you're if you're pretty confident in that, I think you go. If you're Grant, I don't think you have the ability to grow that much more at Tennessee, uh, and just professional wise. You know, he could come back and he could perfect that three point shot. He could he could certainly do that. Uh, but he's done everything outside of winning national player of the year honors. Uh, and maybe that's something he comes back for. Maybe he wants to be the three-time SEC player of the year. Maybe he wants to go down as as one of the most elite college basketball players of all time. That might be something that interests him, but I I think he's kind of topped out as a prospect, uh, if that makes sense, whereas Jordan Bone, I think the guy could come back and really, really make improvements uh, to his game. So, uh, for Grant, I, I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking he should probably go, but at the same time, I'm wondering if he will leave his guys, Lamonte Turner, Jordan Bowden, if he'll leave them in Knoxville. Uh, so he's he's just a different breed. Uh, I mean, we're are talking about a guy that was a nationally ranked chess player. Uh, you know, a, a self-proclaimed nerd that turned down Harvard to come play at Tennessee. Uh, I, I think school matters to him. He could get started on grad school. So. Uh, it, it's an interesting situation for him. Uh, Bone is, is more interesting because when you look through all these mock drafts, you don't see Bone anywhere. And, and that's not necessarily to say the NBA doesn't have a high opinion of him. Uh, you know, After all, this is just the media's opinion and all these mocks. But Bone's decision and, and the, the finality of, of the tone in his voice uh, of how he put it It was just a little surprising, and then to see this kind of late in the process, him not really getting any traction with the media, um, it's just interesting. So Bone, I I would advise to come back. Grant, if I'm his advisor, I'm probably telling him to go pro.
1: Yeah, I would, and it's funny because, like you said, Bone just seemed like he was so determined whenever he announced and gave his message and all that stuff, and it always kind of felt like when all three of them, if all three of them, you know, that being Bone, Schofield, and Williams, uh, obviously Schofield had to go, but if Bone and Williams decided to go, that only two of the three would make it, and Bone was most likely the guy that was going to be cast out. Um, A lot of times, though, that doesn't stop them from going, or at least trying to go. You know, they can go play overseas, make some money over there. So, I don't know, man. You know, you, you never know if these players—they're always willing to bet on themselves. And in this case, that could work out for Tennessee. Grant Williams could say, "Hey, I'm going to bet on myself. Come back from my last year, do all these great things. You know, win SEC Player of the Year for the third time in a row, improve my shot, then get drafted higher." Blah blah blah. And you know, Bone could say, "Hey, I you know whatever, screw the NBA. I'm going to play for Turkey." I mean, you just you never know what these kids are going to do. And that's the thing too—is they're kids. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm right there with you. If I'm my agent, I'm telling Bone go back to school, Williams to go to the NBA. Um, I really don't see any other way around it.
0: Yeah, each situation is unique, and I'm always careful to to criticize because you don't know what what they've got going on, family wise, money wise, and all that. Mm-hmm. So they've got to go do what's best for them. Uh, you just, I, I just look at Jordan Bone. I look at his game. I look how far he came last year, uh, and if he's going in the second round. I'm telling him to come back to Tennessee for a year. I'm telling him to go be the guy. Go be the guy in this Tennessee offense. Go be, go show that you can do it without Grant Williams, without Admiral Schofield. You know, lock down that three-point shot. Uh, just go do what you did last year, and, and he would average 20 points a game. Uh, I think his electricity as a point guard, his his IQ, uh, his athletic ability, ability to get to the hole. You know, if he stays aggressive. Uh, nobody's going to stop him. So I, I would ha- just hate to see that guy make a mistake and, and not potentially not get drafted or go late in the second round because I think he's a potential first-round pick. Uh, just not sure it's going to happen for him this year. Uh, looking elsewhere, Admiral Schofield is, is somewhere, probably an early second. Uh, I've seen him as high as 25th on CBS, as low as 48th. Yeah, he's like uh, – it, yeah, he's he's kind of all over the place. So, But I think every every mock I've seen does have him getting drafted. So he's an interesting player. I, I think he hurt himself this year. Uh, he went through a little bit of a lull uh, in, in SEC play. You know, you think back to, to last year uh, in tournament time, he kind of put the team on his back. And, and, yep. and everything was rolling through him. You look at the Gonzaga game. But then you just roll through to SEC play this year. He couldn't find his three-point stroke, and it really kind of kind of spurred on the slump uh, of Tennessee basketball this season. So uh, clearly, a guy that can do a lot of different things on the floor, a guy that's, that's just so easy to root for. Uh, wherever he goes, will probably be the NBA team that I take interest in. Uh, you know, watching that every night. So that'll be fun. Uh, finally, seeing some some balls uh, in the NBA. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not, and none that are just sitting on the bench like your John L. Stokes and, you know, and all them, Jordan McCrae's and all them. And yeah, I mean, man, it's, it's exciting to watch them go. I'm hoping the best for Schofield. And, I mean, don't forget either that dreadful first half against Purdue. I mean, my God, that, that, yep. was, that was terrible. I mean, the rim, the rim blocked his own shot. So, <laughs> um, you know, I just – I'm gonna miss the dude a lot too. Oh gosh, I mean, yeah. I was going, going up, I saw him at Thompson Bowling. I was, I just so happened to be there for. Uh, we went up there to cover the softball game that weekend, and just so happened to be the final regular season game against Georgia. And yeah, like you said, I just remember other than Lamonte hitting that clutch three. I mean, Schofield just put the entire team on his back, and then during the SEC tournament and during most of the tournament last year as well. So, just like you said, a guy you can always root for and. Yeah, man. I, I think I think he'll go probably around the twenty fifth, twenty sixth pick somewhere in there. And if he went to the Jazz and teamed up, uh, who's the who's the real good young kid on the Jazz? Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Oh my God, he is ridiculous, man. Those two can pair up. That would be a fun dude to watch.
0: Yeah, we've seen him with the 76ers. That'd be a fun fit. The Trailblazers, uh, Pacers, Hornets. Uh, yeah, plenty of destinations for him. Heart and soul. Heart and soul is this program. Uh, really. You know, you can make an argument. He's been the face of, of Tennessee athletics for the last couple of years. You know, football team being down and where it is, uh, Admiral, you know, was just the the recognizable face. You know, the guy that's talking trash and, and taking a victory lap in Phoenix after he he beats Gonzaga on that on that three pointer. <laughs> uh, just a, a lot of unforgettable moments.
1: His jersey to the Memphis crowd Oh that-
0: gosh, that Memphis game, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just awesome. So I don't know how, how Tennessee is going to replace that aspect, that leadership. Uh, you just hope a guy like Grant Williams maybe sticks around for, for one more year just for that veteran leadership. Um, Kyle Alexander is the other guy. Uh, obviously hasn't appeared in any mock drafts. He was not invited mm-hmm. to the combine. All three of the other guys were. Uh, but Alexander did get an invite to work out for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh He's interesting, you know, we've talked about him at length. It just never hit his potential. Um, just yeah. a, a little, I don't think he ever got strong enough to to really be an effective player at the college basketball level. Uh, never really developed an offensive game. Flashed a jump shot, but never really hit it with consistency. He was basically the defensive anchor for Tennessee, and there's something to some be said about that for sure. Uh, I, I think there's a role for him at the professional level. Not sure if it's the NBA level, though. Uh, but good to see him at least getting a, a workout with the Hawks. Well,
1: it was crazy to think about, too. Um, before the 2017 season, he was the only player, when the balls were picked to finish, what, 13th in the SEC, he was the only player. Player that people were even remotely talking about possibly going to the NBA. That's right.
0: Yeah. And now
1: he's not on any market. He's nowhere to be found. It's, man, sports are crazy. That's all I gotta say.
0: Yeah, and the NBA loves guys that are six eleven and have wingspans like that. Uh, you know, he, he's athletic enough to where he might have a chance. But again, he's got to give you something offensively. Uh, didn't really give Tennessee that. So. Right. wish him the best but uh definitely a project at the next level. Uh all right, well, we will come back in 1 second and we will talk about an interesting ranking that we found on the web. All right, so Athlon Sports took on a pretty big project and ranked every college football job from 1 to whatever it is now, 130, 129. Yeah, 130, yeah. 130, yeah uh ranked every college football job uh Tennessee lands 16th. Uh, and just you know it's this this conversation is always interesting because it it's hard to to put Tennessee in the top 10 anymore even though this is Tennessee uh the tradition, the fan base, everything you've got going for you. The it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been what at twelve years now since they were competing for anything meaningful? It, it, you just you're down for so long, uh, the job starts to take a hit. So I don't have a problem being ranked sixteenth. You can make a case for you know Penn State was was a team that you mentioned that's ranked above them, but really everybody else it, it is it seems totally rational to me. Uh, you've got Auburn at fifteen, Notre Dame at thirteen, Texas A and M at twelve. Uh, you've got Washington and Oregon, along with Nebraska, behind Tennessee. So, what do you think? Sixteenth, about right for the Tennessee job?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right about on the nose. Honestly, I feel like we should be a little grateful <laughs> that we got sixteenth. Because I mean, if you look behind him, right behind him is Washington and Oregon, Nebraska at nineteen. I don't really get that. UCLA at twenty, don't really care. Then you got Miami at twenty-one. So. Honestly, man, Oregon with Washington, you could honestly say Oregon about four years ago was a better program than Tennessee when they had Mariota. And I'm not just saying that because we're Titans fans as well. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's a good spot, man. Uh, my only problem, like you mentioned, is Penn State's ahead of us, which that bothers me. I mean, usually I think I still feel like a lot of that has to do with just the fact that it's Penn State. But considering what it went through over the last decade, the fact that it's already, already able to jump Tennessee is – is the only issue I have, but um, and Texas A and M's a little odd, too. Yeah, but they, but they had Johnny Manziel factor, I guess, there for a few years, so I'll, I'll give him a break on that one.
0: Yeah, you get that oil money down in Texas. You know, we've heard about. I feel like we've heard about the the potential of Texas A&M for A and M for, for basically as long as we've been alive. Right, and and they haven't done anything with it, so you know, I, I do have a little problem with that. But, anyways, looking down the list uh, at number one, Georgia takes the, takes the top spot at Alabama. Um, yeah, I don't
1: understand that one. Um, yeah, I would definitely think Alabama is the best place to coach right now, especially if you're
0: Nick Saban. I mean, f- covering recruiting uh, for like I do, I, I've I've begun begun to understand how impressive the state of Georgia is in the recruiting world. It's just ridiculous the depth that that state has. So they don't even have to leave the, the state, uh, and, and they can pull in. Uh, it seems like a, a fifty three man roster or whatever 90 man roster uh, just it, it's so deep there they're finally pulling them in Kirby is rolling down there so um i, I don't know if I'd put it over alabama uh but Athlon sports did and, and that, that I found that pretty interesting uh, Ohio state at three Texas at four Florida at five those are those are the big names that you that you always hear in, in rankings like this Clemson all the way up to number seven. You know, that that's interesting too, because that's not a typical power but it, man, Dabo sure has turned him into one.
1: I think I'd put Clemson number five right now. I think I, I might even put him out of Texas. Uh yeah, I mean he's just he's cleaning up right now and they're right next to Georgia. I mean hell, um I mean Savannah is just, you know, thirty five minutes away from Hilton Island, so I mean they're they're uh they're right in the epicenter of the recruit hotbeds, so to speak so yeah I, I really really like what Clemson's doing And anytime they can beat Alabama 44 16 ball is a good thing of theirs so go go uh, go Clemson yeah speak.
0: I I don't see that train slowing down anymore I, I saw something yeah. a couple of weeks ago they were turning down that they, they pulled an offer from a five star defensive end sure. um, you know problem. what a good problem to have. you talk about first world problems I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't it doesn't get any worse than that. But uh, Oklahoma at 8, Florida State at 9, LSU 10, Michigan 11. Again, it's kind of just how you individually view these. Again, Tennessee checks in at 16. I don't have a, a big problem with this. The recruiting base is getting better at Tennessee. It's a lot better than it was maybe 10 years ago. You just don't have the depth. Uh, again, like a Georgia, like an Alabama, like a Florida, California does. Uh, Tennessee, uh, I want to say they're the 11th best uh, in terms of high school talent. But you do have access to Georgia. You've got easy access to Alabama and all those places, North Carolina. Uh, It's just for whatever (laughs) – well, it's not for whatever reason. It's just Tennessee has made some really bad hires. Uh, I mean, Derek Dooley followed by Butch Jones. Uh, It's just uh, – it's been rough. You know, I I think Lane Kiffin. I always say that Lane Kiffin had had Tennessee on the right track. Uh, in, in that one year, he was he was here. They they might have been on probation for the rest of their life. Uh, but but they were they were starting to get it right. But uh, you just can't. Um, have back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back bad years and expect to be high on these lists. So Jeremy Pruitt has a ton of work to do. He, he's already off and running. He's adding a ton of, of talent to this program. Uh, got some needs. Still has to find a pass rusher, needs to find a receiver. But he's, he's certainly bulked up this offensive line. Uh, if he can get that spot right, and, and if it, really that's it to me. If he can get that spot right, add some front seven pieces, I think Tennessee's going to be just fine.
1: It'd be nice to see Jerry Garantano actually have a second to breathe and think, um, whenever the ball is snapped, so I have to agree.
0: Yeah, so just an interesting uh little off season piece there. Uh we also had a had a coaching ranking released by, by CBS, had had Jeremy Pruitt at fifty two overall. Up from fifty seven where he was uh last year. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting that he was ahead of Derek Mason, uh, after Derek yeah. Mason you know, blew the doors off of Tennessee just a couple months ago. Um, So, yeah, it's hard to rank him right now. As I said, just a ton, a a ton of work to do. It's going to take him two years before we really know who he is. But uh, we do know he's a rock star recruiter. We do know he's a rock star. Uh, He's got a rock star staff. Uh, I don't think this this Tennessee staff takes a backseat to anyone in the country. Uh, It might be the best in the country. So, just going to be a matter of developing, going to take some more patience. I know Tennessee fans love to hear that word, patience, but uh, I, I do think they've got the guy to get the talent uh, to Knoxville. It's just going to be a matter of developing that talent, turn it into something, man, because Florida, uh, I think Florida's going to start rolling here. Georgia's going to start rolling. Alabama's already rolling. Uh, it's just a kind of a scary conference to rebuild in.
1: Yeah, Florida's getting a little scary, and if they get back to the top, and we're still right here where we're at, it's going to be a major, major uphill battle, so, and, you know, obviously, Georgia's Georgia at this point, at the, right now, I'm just worried about the SEC East before I even cross over to the West.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need to worry about, uh, you know, Vanderbilt Missouri first. <laughs> yeah,
1: we got to worry about Vanderbilt Missouri, too, so, it's, yeah, man, we got a long way to go, but... Like you said, patience, baby,
0: patience. We'll get through one day. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Rocky Top Talk podcast. We will be back, hopefully, with some, some good news on the basketball front. Again, waiting on the decision from Grant Williams, uh, Jordan Bone. That'll kind of shape the, the direction of this program for the next year or so. So whenever we get that, we'll probably wait till then to hop back on. But until then – As always, uh, check out RockyTopTalk.com for the latest news. So, for Evan, this is Terry saying thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time.